funniest people I know. These are the funniest people I know. Said improv riffing, callers and sketches, characters and interviews, and then some more sketches. Now these are the funniest people you know. Now these are the funniest people you know. Now these are the funniest. These are the funniest. These are the funniest. These are the funniest people I know. Hello, world. Happy Halloween, and welcome to the funniest people I know. I'm George Kalouris, and with me today are my spooky and funny co-hosts, Alexandria Sweat. Hey, hey there. And Abigail Williams. Hello. (laughs) That's right. That's what I use with my two-year-old son. He likes it. Alexandria fell out. (laughs) I can't believe you didn't find that spooky. (laughs) Supposed to be like dead spirit. I hear it. I hear it. Yeah, he knows a lot about the dead spirits. <laughs> Maybe that's why he can't sleep, Abigail. Stop telling him ghost stories. For those of you who don't know, I am having a little bit of trouble keeping my son contained within his bed at this time in his career as a two-year-old. But we're going to get there. It's not because I tell him scary ghost stories. <laughs> sure, keep telling yourself that. We're going to kick off the episode with a round of what's making you laugh. We're each going to share a story and then we're going to pick one to dive into. Abigail, what's making you laugh this week? This week, I'm laughing at a pumpkin smash. Oh, nice. I'm laughing at a rocket thief who had to go into timeout. (laughs) Okay. Alexandra, how about you? I'm laughing at Gwen Shamblin's hair. (laughs) All right, what do we want to dive into? I'm going to vote for this rocket business. I'm intrigued, yeah. I heard the best story this week. A friend of mine took her daughter to work this week. My friend was running a leadership workshop. So all the managers and folks from the company were in there. And as part of this workshop, she had them break up into teams and she gave them a small Lego set of a rocket. And they weren't given the instructions, but they were given the Legos and the picture. And each team had 10 minutes to build Mm. their rocket. This is torture. I would have had a heart attack. That's my nightmare. Your nightmare is having to do Legos? Having to do a group project of something like that. (laughs) If I was doing it alone, that's one thing. But a group project? Mm, 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 mm. Scary indeed. She said it was a good activity because you saw who the leaders were, who were the shouters, who kind of faded into the background. She said they it was always a good say exercise. that same nonsense. Oh, the leaders will rise to the top. The bossy people will rise to the top. The real leaders are going to be exhausted by the people around them, and they're just going to sit back and say, "Just do what you want to do." <laughs> My competitive side definitely will come out. So I don't know. Maybe I would be a part of the bossy leaders that would have to like. Oh, somebody get the three-pronged Lego. Do they call them prongs? I don't think so. I don't know what a three-pronged Lego is, but I can't wait to see one. I don't either. They're given 10 minutes to build their rockets. They don't have any instructions. And my friend's daughter, we'll call her Sally, had made her little model rocket ship before the conference. And so she was walking around and showing it to everybody. At the end of the time... Sally can't find her rocket ship. It seems to have gone missing. I smell a thief. (laughs) She's kind of freaking out, and her mom's got a little dismissive of it. It's like, oh, no, go figure it out. Go find your rocket. And she's like, no, I put it right there. It's missing. Then one of the teams 
presents a rocket that looks a whole lot like the one she had. No. Wait a minute. How old is this girl? Nine. Okay. She's old enough to know. This is like a, oh, she's three. How does she know she lost her rocket? And she's old enough to keep up with a rocket, too. Yeah, no doubt. Okay, thank you. So she calls the lady out. Miss Nancy, did you (laughs) take my (laughs) rocket? Nancy, yes, And Nancy's like, oh, no, no, I didn't. This is the one my team built. And she's like... I don't know, Miss Nancy. That looks an awful lot like my rocket. Get out. And Nancy eventually comes clean and admits that she did indeed steal the rocket. Unreal, Nancy. No, (laughs) Nancy, shame. Nancy. Sally's not having it with Nancy. She's like, Miss Nancy, we do not steal especially from children 100 and yes. we do not lie when we're asked <laughs> yes. i'm in love with this child yes. <laughs> so then sally proceeds to say to miss nancy miss nancy what happens when we lie nancy's oh. like oh i i guess i i apologize i'm sorry i really shouldn't do it and she goes mm-hmm we go into timeout and Get puts it. This grown woman in time out in front of all her coworkers at a leadership function. I think we found the real leader here, guys. She put (laughs) one Lego piece together with a team. (laughs) At one point, apparently, Nancy started talking and Sally called her out again. It was like, Miss Nancy, we don't talk while we're in time out. Oh, my goodness. How can this woman do this and actually keep a straight face? I could understand if she was trying to be funny, but this woman was actually trying to say, our team built this This, rocket. Yeah, yeah. And isn't that even sadder (laughs) that you had a team of adults at a leadership conference who could not piece this together, but a nine-year-old did? Then the nine-year-old had to come and collect them and show them what it means to be an adult and mm-hmm. hold themselves accountable. Nancy, you've shamed all the adults everywhere. Sally showed us who the real leader is. Sally represents the best of us. That's a great story, George. Thank you for that. Happy Halloween, y'all. Happy Halloween. Ooh, okay, that's my ghost. Oh, that was great. <laughs> okay, so clearly you guys never audition for ghosts. You are both very good actors, but I am underwhelmed by our ghosts this evening. <laughs> no, people aren't knocking down my door for a ghost role. In honor of the holiday, we challenged Alexandria to go to a haunted house, and I am dying to find out how that went. I never would have done it. You couldn't have paid me to do that oh good because we didn't pay yeah we certainly <laughs> we did not pay if you notice alex is a bit hoarse she told us before we started that that vocal hoarseness is from screaming so much at this haunted house have you been to a haunted house before i have i used to work in a haunted house oh my gosh I, yes while my ghost is not up to par I <laughs> a great murder victim or a great zombie or something, or wow. some vampire-esque thing. What is one <laughs> insider thing we would need to know? 
What's something that they tell you guys that random haunted house goers would never know? One insider tip that I can give that I felt helped keep me through my tour is that none of the actors can touch you. I have heard that. When you get your most scared, just yell at them. You can't touch me. And everyone starts laughing at you in the house. But yeah. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Which haunted house did you go to? I went to Containment Haunted House, which is in Lithia Springs or Douglasville in that area. Standard Haunted House. $5 parking. If anyone is thinking about attending, I think they go through the first week of November. I went on a Monday and I went by myself. Oh, my gosh. What are you crazy? I'm so scared. I'm like a little short of breath. I don't want to think about this. (laughs) It was so unintentional. I reached out to some friends and either they were busy with work or some sort of errand or they were just terrified and afraid that they was going to fight someone in the kind of house. I can understand that concern. But that was the reason why I needed someone to go with me because I thought I was going to fight someone in the haunted house. However, I did not. I somehow made it through. And I did make a group of friends, oddly enough. Oh, that's awesome. At the haunted house? At the haunted house. Good. You have to have support. I don't care (laughs) who you are. If you're not a part of the haunted house, we are now best friends. I'm going to be clinging to you for dear life. I will be touching you. I need to know that I'm not alone here. I honestly would not have made it through if it wasn't for the group of ladies that I was able to join. So like I said, I went by myself. Stand in line, standard procedure. They always have some actor that comes up to you to try to scare you. And I forgot about that. And I was just chilling on my phone, playing a game, Mm. listening to everybody laughing, thinking to myself, man, this is really weird that I'm at this haunted house by myself, but it's okay. And I'm (laughs) recording myself. This is your girl, Alexandria. I agreed to go to a haunted house, guys. I don't know why I did this, but I'm about to go in. I am in the parking lot contemplating my decision. We're going to do this thing, I think. And then all of a sudden, some creepy dude with blood on his face comes up to me with a lantern in his hand. I think he was supposed to be giving Candyman vibe. He probably felt so ashamed. You're not even scary. It was like that stare down between Diddy and that one contestant on The Voice. It was (laughs) me looking at him and him looking at me and like, "Mm, no, I'm stronger than this. So... He went away, and then he spooked some other people. Then I get into the haunted house. It's so funny because it was like an amusement park. They have an area where you can take a picture. And, of course, because I was by myself, they asked me if I wanted to take a picture with one of the actors in the haunted house. (laughs) I am in line waiting. As you can hear, the music is intense. It's like Black Sabbath or something. bubonic plague mask or a crow mask Mm. he gravitated towards me Mm -hmm. and then he just stood next to me wasn't like he was Mm. a looney tune like your buddy Um, yeah yeah he literally came by to scare me and make Mm. me feel intimidated so i just took a picture where i was like yeah right back at you i was (laughs) (laughs) he's so hostile he finally entered the final phase so that you can enter the actual haunted house and enter the experience They group you off 
when asking, hey, who are you with? I'm like, oh, yeah, it's just me. There were three ladies behind me. They were all bunched up together. And I just said, hey, can I join your group? And they was like, sure. So we became haunted house buddies and we went through together. I feel like if you go through a haunted house with somebody, you're bonded for life. For life. You'll help them if they're sick. Yeah, usually reunions every year. You'll take it to them. We're sisters. In each other's weddings. Right. At each other's funerals. Yeah, it's a lifelong (laughs) commitment. Actually, it was so funny because when we got to the end, they just ghosted me and walked away. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) They must not have known that about what happens when you join someone at a haunted house. We worked it out later. (laughs) Have you guys, either one of you ever been to a haunted house? No, no. I have, but it's been a minute. Never? Okay. Never will I ever. Challenge accepted. It's not a challenge that will be met. I will not do it. (laughs) No, No, I need to make you go to a haunted house because there's a standard across the board. It's all about the mood and the atmosphere. They can't touch you. And knowing that makes you think, okay, these scares and stuff, it's not going to be that bad because I can't really be harmed. But when they have smoke and fog and you can't see in front of you, all logic just goes out. Yeah, I don't care that they can't touch me. I don't want to feel afraid. And I know that I will. I'm in the dark and I don't know what's coming at me. I don't care. And at one point I fell and I felt bad. Oh, no. It sounds like something terrible is happening. Like, oh, my God. Oh, my God, Alex. That is so funny. Oh, my gosh. The ladies were actually scared, and they was like, get up, get up. And I just couldn't get up because I was laughing at myself, but I was also scared. And then the haunted house actor was on top of me, like, blah, blah, whatever it was doing. And I was screaming and laughing at the same time. Absolutely ridiculous. Each of the rooms were kind of based off of a movie like Alien or Texas Chainsaw Massacre. There was someone there chopping you up. Or Abigail's favorite scary movie, Charlotte's Web. Yeah, that (laughs) spider, get it out of here. Get it out. There was some gentleman who was jumping on a table and jumping way too fast for me to catch up with it. Like my senses and sensory. Uh, yeah, that's so gracious. <laughs> um, sir, my good man. So you're, why are you're you jumping? footprints all over the China. He just jumped up and the thud of his feet on that table shook me. Then he jumped in front of me because I made a comment and I didn't like that. Then made it to the end with the chainsaw man that chases you. And then you're done. And they have a little area where you can see your pictures. Oh, my god! Did you get your picture? No. It was like 25 bucks. Or maybe your Christmas card. (laughs) (laughs) You just Photoshop Leon's face somewhere on there and be like, Merry Christmas. (laughs) Overall, the experience was fun. I sweated a lot, and I felt really gross at the end. Oh, my goodness. 
<laughs> I can only imagine. Yeah, you know, lots and lots of adrenaline. But I was reminded of good times in haunted houses and being silly. Let um, me ask you this, Alex. How did you sleep that night? Actually, really well. You weren't scared? Um, <laughs> I would have had to is, sleep with the lights on. I was petrified going in. I just knew I was going to be terrified. I couldn't handle this. And then I left on the other side. I think that I had a spiritual moment, guys. The haunted house. <laughs> wow. Is an awakening. You're a changed I can, woman. I am a changed woman. If I can take on the haunted house by myself, I can take on anything. I do think that's true. If you're so ballsy that you will go to a haunted house alone, I am deeply impressed and think you could do pretty much anything. A couple of shots helps, but I definitely feel like I came on the other end of a spiritual haunted house awakening. Leave it to you. (laughs) Yeah, our sage mage to make a haunted house a spiritual awakening. Well, congratulations, and thank you for that journey, because that was truly a treat. Thank you guys for allowing me the space to grow. Halloween is a fun holiday. Some people take it super seriously and good for them. But for most of us, it's a lot of fun. It's candy, it's parties, and maybe some pranks. But sometimes Halloween pranks go a little too far. An example, as you guys know, Scream was a big deal for me and my friends when it came out in the mid-90s. In 97, when Scream 2 came out, I remember it was this hugely anticipated event. We all bought our tickets in advance. Everyone went to see it opening weekend which was in December, but I feel like the story still kind of counts. <laughs> it counts. It's been on Halloween. My friend, let's call her Gail. No relation. No, <laughs> no relation. No. So Gail and her boyfriend come out of the movie, and they're like, oh, my God, it was so good. It was so scary. Anyway, good night. And then he's all awkward with her by the car. He doesn't kiss her good night or anything. He's like, all right, bye, good night. And she thinks that's a little weird, and she gets in her car, and she's like, why is he acting kind of weird? And then she starts the car, and she looks in her rearview mirror, and a hooded figure with the freaking scream Stop. mask Stop. is in no. her back seat. No, no. Scares no. the out of her she panics (laughs) hits the gas the car's in reverse she nearly runs over her boyfriend who's standing (laughs) right behind her car nearly kills the guy and then smashes into these two parked cars behind her totally wrecks her car oh my gosh who's in the back seat y'all her mom it's her dad (laughs) (laughs) yeah daddy you paying for that dad and the boyfriend thought that this would be so funny this hilarious prank that they planned out for weeks in advance (laughs) it cost him thousands halloween that is absolutely halloween gone wrong this is why pranks stress me out and i do not mess with them i love costumes Mm. and people always love messing with me i think it's because i'm just a gumdrop (laughs) (laughs) My Halloween gone wrong was in high school. In my high school, during the week leading up to Halloween, it was spirit week because my high school played against a rival high school. And there was this big football game during Halloween. You dressed up with the school spirit. You can do twin day. And then the final day of the week was the Halloween costume day. Oh, fun. So, that is fun. 
Oh my goodness. My junior year, I really wanted to be Oprah Winfrey. <laughs> I watched her daily because what high schooler didn't. So I dressed up as Oprah and I had this short flipped wig. I borrowed some of my mom's clothes and had on this blousey linen top and some linen pants. And I wanted to pad myself up because I was a high schooler. So I wanted to give myself the Oprah pad. Mm -hmm. I put on my leotard that I had to wear for theater class and I stuffed it with a pillow for my butt. (laughs) Oh my gosh. (laughs) And I filled up two balloons with water and gave myself some huge jugs. Um, <laughs> oh, my gosh. And that's Amazing. That a brilliant idea. So I go to school. I'm Oprah. I have miniature toy cars, and I'm throwing them at people. And I say, you get a car. You get a that's car. That's genius. Have, oh, my God. I love this. I have cars torn out from magazines and everything. Most of the kids in my class were cool with it. Everybody was laughing. It was all and giggles but there was one kid who went to church with me and we also went to the same school and he would pick on me all the time he just loved to terrorize me if it was picking my rolly backpack or tripping me on the way to theater classes he always did something somehow he found out that my boobs were water balloon boobs oh no and (laughs) i made it pretty much all the way through the day just fine as oprah and right before my last class, Phil walks up to me and he's like, happy Halloween. And he pops my boobs. What if he had gotten the wrong information? Unreal. Oh, my God. I was pretty vocal about the water balloon. I was pretty flat chested at that time. So you was not confused that there was something <laughs> going on. That is so funny. So everyone was like, are you a nursing mom? What's going on? What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> That's how one of the greatest Halloween costumes of all time was ruined. That's absolutely Halloween gone wrong. That guy. Yeah, he (laughs) sucks. My story is about how a supposedly spiritual experience scarred me for life. It's funny, Alex, that you were talking about a haunted house being a spiritual experience for you because there is this horrific, narrow group of people out there who throw these haunted houses called the Judgment House. This is one of the worst things that has ever had the name church slapped on it because it is in no way, shape, form, or fashion related to the Christian faith. But these people, supposedly in the name of the Lord, put on what I can only describe as a Christian haunted house. And I decided to go to one of them one year with my friends. My father advised me against it, but I decided I'm going. I'm with the cool kids. This is like a church thing, Dad. Dad, I'm 15. I can do what I want. I'm 15, exactly. And that's actually exactly the age that I was. (laughs) My parents dropped me off at this thing. They warned me one more time. And I say, I'm doing this thing. I get in line. All of these weird demon ghosty things are saying boo and booking at us. And I'm like, okay, whatever. So you get into a judgment house. And they show you these teenagers making horrible life and death decisions. You got everything from drinking and drugs to committing suicide in some of these scenes. They're horrifically acted out scenes of some teenager who made a big mistake. Maybe they got into a car crash because they were drunk driving and accidentally got their friends killed. In the next scene, they shoot themselves in the head. Oh, my God. And then you are thrown into the throes of hell. Yes, that's right. 
hell. There's a lake of fire somehow. There's a guy dancing that I guess is the devil. But before they put you in there, they nail you into a coffin by yourself. You get into a coffin. They nail you into it. You go out the other side. You're in hell. Then at the end, you come out. There's a bright light and they're like, or you could go to heaven. Would you like to speak to a counselor? And that's it. (laughs) For years, I could not fall asleep without imagining those horrible demons. I mean it. Halloween went wrong and I will never go to a real haunted house because that was bad as it could possibly get. Oh, my God. Well, that's why I don't go to church on the holidays. (laughs) Okay. Real church is nothing like that. But here we are. of Halloween going absolutely wrong. As a child, did you guys ever read the book Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark? I think uh, so. Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark is by Alvin Schwartz. This is one of the most contested and banned books in schools in America <laughs> because it's supposedly for children, but they have some of the scariest stories out there. I made the mistake of spending the night at a friend's house and they had this book there, and while I didn't like scary things, I wanted to seem cool, so I was like, yeah, I'll listen to these awful stories. And they read me one that caused me years of sleepless nights. I would fall asleep finally for about two hours, wake up, be terrified for five hours, go back to sleep for maybe one, and that was real. I tried to find the story that scared the living daylights out of me. It's called The Window. But I had a hard time finding it. So I'm going to substitute and get a second best called The Babysitter by Alvin Schwartz. It was nine o'clock in the evening. Everybody was sitting on the couch in front of the TV. There were Richard, Brian, Jenny, and Doreen, the babysitter. The telephone rang. Maybe it's your mother, said Doreen. She picked up the phone. Before she could say a word, a man laughed hysterically and hung up. Who was it? asked Richard. Some nut, said Doreen. What did I miss? At 9.30, the telephone rang again. Doreen answered it. It was the man who had called before. I'll be there soon, he said. And he laughed and hung up. Who was it? The children asked. Some crazy person, she said. About 10 o'clock, the telephone rang again. Jenny got to it first. Hello, she said. It was the same man. One more hour, he said. And he laughed. He said, one more hour. What did he mean? Asked Jenny. Don't worry, said Doreen. It's somebody fooling around. I'm scared, said Jenny. About 10.30, the telephone rang once more. When Doreen picked it up, the man said, pretty soon now. And he laughed. Why are you doing this? Doreen screamed. And he hung up. Was it that guy again? Asked Brian. Yes, said Doreen. I'm going to call the operator and complain. The operator told her to call back if it happened again, and she would try to trace the call. At 11 o'clock, the telephone rang again. Doreen answered it. Very soon now, the man said, and he laughed and hung up. Doreen called the operator. Almost at once, she called back. That person is calling from a telephone upstairs, she said. (gasps) You'd better leave. I'll get the police. Just then, a door upstairs opened. 
a man they had never seen before started down the stairs towards them. As they ran from the house, he was smiling in a very strange way. A few minutes later, the police found him there and arrested him. Okay, that's what? scary. You're eight years old and you read this story. I'm never answering Sorry. the phone again. Literally ruined my life. The window one, I'm actually glad I didn't read because it probably would have scared me again tonight. It is about this creature that comes and scratches on the glass window of this little girl's door, comes in, bites her throat as she's screaming. They call the police, but they don't get there till after she's attacked. This thing comes back, attacks her again. They shoot it in the leg. They go dig up a coffin and all these dead things are even deader. And then they find this mummy with a bullet. So they know it was it. These are kids stories. Just so we're clear. That is so horrifying. I thought it was comical. You're welcome, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Happy Halloween. I was also inspired by spooky literature for this week's game. Are you guys familiar with the Edward Gorey alphabet? No. No. This is a thing that didn't exist for me in my childhood, but my college roommate had this poster up in our dorm room, and that's where I learned about it. It's a creepy alphabet called the Gashley Crumb Tinies about these little children that die in all sorts of dark and hilarious ways. Dark and hilarious? That's what I'm trying to imagine. (laughs) The cover of the book is Death Holding an Umbrella Over Some Children. I hate this. And each page is a little short line of a poem that begins with a different letter of the alphabet. And it's illustrated with beautiful but creepy black and white drawings of these crazy ways these children are dying. I do not like it. The Ghastly Crumb Teenies. By Edward Gorey. A is for Amy, who fell down the stairs. B is for Basil, assaulted by bears. C is for Clara, who wasted away. D is for Desmond, thrown out of a sleigh. No! Oh my gosh! This is like Shel Silverstein gone wrong. This book has inspired this week's game of 7-Up. Wow. (laughs) Can I even be a part of this game, morally? Alex, are we doing this? I did not see it taking this turn. (laughs) I guess we're going down this road. I'm not going, but I'll... We're not going to make it about the kids, but 7-Up is a game where we rank seven unrelated items from least bad to most bad or best to worst. Today, I'll present seven different deaths from this poem, and you're going to rank them from the best death okay. to the worst death. I don't know if I can play this game. <laughs> what? No, I did a haunted house by myself. I wish the audience could see Abigail's face right now. I am a reluctant participant, if at all. <laughs> e is for Ernest, who choked on a peach. So first we have choking on a peach. Where would wow. that go on your list of ways to die? I mean, it seems semi-pleasant, like you enjoyed your peach if you like them. So I'm going to rank it low for me. W- wait, one is the worst? The It's going to go from least bad to most bad. Oh, then it's a one for me. Yeah, right now, for now. choking on a peach seems to be the least bad. Okay, okay. G is for George, smothered under a rug. Oh, oh, I don't 
<laughs> so okay. let us being smothered under a rug rank on death's comparison to choking on a peach. I think that's pretty bad. Yeah, it's yeah. still a peach for me because the rug is going to be heavy. Are you being murdered? A peach is an accident. A rug brings also terror. Yeah. This is making me sad. I is for Ida, who drowned in a lake. Drowning in a lake, how does that rank to being smothered under a rug? I've heard drowning is horrible. And now I'm kind of wondering how people know that. I've heard it's not comfortable. So I'm going to put that at the very end. I almost drowned a few times as a child. And it is not in any way a pleasant experience. I'm going to put it just above the rug. Because I still think the rug is a little scarier. Okay. Then... K is for Kate, who was struck with an axe. Oh, my gosh, that's the worst. <laughs> and the picture's really sad. Poor Kate's just had like, an axe just thrown through this her. This is a children's book? Yeah, a children's book and the dorm room poster. They should not allow people like this to write children's books. <laughs> my word. All right, next. How's that ranking? Is that... Oh, for um, me, it's last. It's last. So it's seven. Like, it's what the about worst. you, Alex? Yeah, I would say that would be the worst. Right now, they are in the same order we presented them. Peach is the least worst, then smothered under a rug, then drowning in the lake, then being hit by an axe being the absolute worst. For me, yes. Okay, I'm just doing these in alphabetical order, okay. Yeah, sure, sure. All right, L is for Leo, who swallowed some tacks. Oh my gosh! Why are you eating tacks? Is there anyone watching you? A babysitter? Well, someone? Well, okay. Alex, last week you argued that the maniac from Saw was somehow a misunderstood guy. But what if this kid was one of his victims? You stand by that claim. <laughs> If that's the case, then that means Leo did something to deserve these tacks. Oh, okay. my gosh. <laughs> that's can, can so wrong. Maybe. Wow. Mr. Alex Saw knew it. has shocked like, me with her defense of Scar and the Lion King. She shocked me last week, but this takes the game. <laughs> Where does swallowing tax rank? Would you rather swallow a tack or choke on a peach? For me, between the axe and the rug. I still think the axe is the worst, but that's pretty close. It's before the axe, but it's after drowning. Okay. Then, ooh, ooh, that's not a letter. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. U is for Una, who slipped down a drain, like a storm drain in the middle of the road. How do you slip down that? Those things are shiny. Uma's fine. This is a line. Uma's fine. So this is is the best. This is above (laughs) Peach. That sounds kind of fun, like a water slide. Like, you're like, wee! What if like, you that can't... clown it is down there, though? Well, that's what I'm thinking. I don't really understand how she could have slipped down it. I'm having a mental conundrum there. But did she bump her head? Was it immediate? Or was it she dies of starvation? That's different. No, I don't know. Both are terrible. Bumping your head, at least, is over quickly. But and you're she... still ranking this above the peak. I'm not ranking it till I know the details. In the picture, she looks like she's sinking like she's in quicksand. I don't know what kind of drains they had back when this was written. I'm going to believe in my heart that she died instantaneously, in which case I'm going to put that at the top. She didn't even know what happened, hopefully. Just slipped on the drain like a hair. (laughs) Wow. Alex? The peach is still the way that I would want to die, I guess, the most. This is my number two, the slipping down the drain. 
So we have the peach and drain there at the top, then <laughs> smothered under a rug, then drowning in a lake, then swallowing tacks, then being struck by an axe is the worst. Where does this last one go in? X is for Xerxes, devoured by mice. These guys are disgusted. It's so <laughs> disturbed. Imagine getting paid to write this shit. That's outrageous. That's more scary than anything I've heard. For me, I'm going to rank that as the worst. And that sounds absolutely terrifying. It's got to be slow. How does that even happen? I can't even think about it. It's the worst. So you would no, rather be I, hit by an axe than eaten by mice? Well, yeah, because an axe will have a quicker thing. It's the pain and suffering aspect. Yeah, they start at your fingers and toes. It probably takes a while yeah, to get is, fully this devoured. Is absolutely atrocious. Like, how many mice would it take to devour me? It's gonna be a lot. Mice don't like, even to... do that. This feels comical. That can't be real. <laughs> it's supposed to be. This, oh, really? No. <laughs> And the mice thing, I guess, if they were capable and would do it, that would be the worst for me. But I don't believe that could happen. I agree. Now we have ranked these various ways to die. The things for we children. debate. <laughs> if it were for adults, show. I would have been laughing. RIP to everybody that has gone out in these ways, man. Um, yeah. Especially <laughs> swallowing tax. That one is Or horrifying. devoured by mice. The sliding down a drain and the tax. I got questions. Like, what was y'all doing? Like, was it a cell phone? Were you distracted? I mean, (laughs) she thought it was popcorn. Right. All right. Well, this has been another episode of Funniest People I Know. We record for the Georgia Radio Reading Service. Thank you to producer Jane Boynton, who edits the show. Thank you, Jane. Thank you, Jane. If you enjoy the show, please like, review, subscribe, share it with a friend. We're on every service. You can email us at funniestpeopleiknow at gmail.com or find us on Facebook and Instagram at funniestpeopleiknow. Have a hilarious week. <laughs> <laughs>